Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Subtle Storm, where we talk about all things involving our human existence and experience. <sighs> Today is gonna really engulf that, and oh, I'm excited for this topic. I've actually been having conversations about it frequently before, and it might take you for a doozy, so I'm excited to share, and I want to also give some forewarning that this might not be a topic that everyone can connect on. And as always, this is only from my experience and also from my perspective. So really the intention in any of my episodes is to offer you a moment of reflection and curiosity, but not to necessarily change your beliefs or change your perspectives on anything uh, completely or, you know, convert you to my, you know, perspectives in any way. But Yeah, so I want to give that prelude because it might be a little bit controversial in some ways. Today's topic is talking along the lines of humanity and theories, the, you know, the difference between spiritual theories. And what I kind of want to lead into that is with the concept of spiritual teachers. I think so much, and this is probably going to be all over the place. I have no notes for this episode. It's really just coming off the forefront of my mind. Um, you know, I feel like so, so much in modern spirituality, which, you know, is up to the definition of different people, depending on what you follow. But a lot of it is like almost preachers and lecturers, especially with, you know, the social media age that we're in, you know, so much of our information is given to us from other people um, through different platforms and sources, and it's almost like it's a way to attempt to, you know, shift our narratives, and a lot of times we, we intake that information, we go to meetings, we go to retreats and things like that, and we really intake this information that we receive, and not that there's anything necessarily perceivably wrong about that. What I want to talk about in that regard is certain spiritual teachers or like not even necessarily spiritual teachers, but the way that we perceive that information. And I'm also going to talk about alongside psychedelics and conspiracy theories and things in that nature. And I've talked about this um, in some episodes, maybe borderline for moments. And I've also talked about like the concept of what type of mindset is involved in conspiracy theories and things like that. But I think so often we find ourselves in this state of looking outward. You know, so we're looking, especially again with the social media age that we're in, we look outward for information to understand ourselves or to understand the universe. We try to look for different theories and we're, you know, in this frequent state of trying to conceptualize the world. You know, like some of the basic questions that you hear about life in general is like, what is the meaning of love? What is the meaning? Or not even necessarily that one. That might be maybe more on the contrary to what I'm going to talk about. But like, what is the meaning of life? You know, even the question of like, are aliens real? And I've even talked about, um, you know, being concerned with different countries and their politics. You know, we have so much information available to us. So much of our even anxieties come from worldly perspectives. And again, not that there's anything inherently wrong with wanting to be curious about the world around us. 
But what I'm getting to is that we are very much so consumed, I feel like, a lot of the time by things that are far outside of ourselves. And, like, I'll give you an example. I used to be in, you know, I have to have different, I've perceived myself to have different, um, revolutions in my life and in my experiences. And part of that is, you know, my, what I wanted to call my intellectual revolution, where I'm gaining awareness of the world around me. I'm getting this intelligence about how to communicate about the world that I'm experiencing, about different levels of my own spirituality and, in you know, interconnectedness, I think is a big word, you know, especially doing other psychedelics and things like that, you know, you gain this worldly perspective and this interconnectedness. And so all of that was like, you know, I realized now was a gear for me to really cling on to, to find safety in the reality that I experience on a day-to-day basis, to have a better understanding of the world around me and how we're all connected and how, you know, different theories of like, even like, you know, the, the big, big theory of like the big bang or even like, is the world flat or earth flat or round? Like those, you know, there's a whole bunch of big conspiracies in that regard. Um, even certain things, like I think at times religion can play a role into this. Like you're looking, um, you know, at a God as your everything. And it's so far, you know, you kind of view it as outside of yourself in some way, shape, or form, even though, you know, you all are of God, um, most religions, you know, you still worship something outside of yourself. And that type of perspective, you know, I've, I've gained to realize and understand can some way be such a hindrance and maybe this isn't the best way to put it, but on actual personal growth, because it takes the focus away from the individual and takes it on to the collective. And I think it's important to have, you know, follow me, stay with me because I'm going to go all over the place, but I think it's really important to have a understanding of those things. I think it's important to have an understanding of the world around us, to connect with that interconnectedness and know that we all are one and that, you know, all these theological con- theories and all these spiritual and, you know, non-du- non-dual theories and things like that are incredibly powerful to have perspective on. But if we focus our everyday lives on just that, it's really taking the power away from our humanity. And it takes, you know, a level of that individuality in our ego and separates it. And that might not even be the best way to describe it, but just stay with me and maybe you'll catch on a little bit. Because it feels like a complicated topic to really, like, fully explain on, but maybe I'll dumb it down later on. Um... I feel like a lot of the time when we look outward and we look for those things, it's really an outreach for some type of safety, to feel safe in our worldly experiences. And my experience within that phase of my life, because I was you know, going ra- down rabbit holes of super spiritual things and learning new things and taking things really, really seriously, like different practices extremely seriously, and even taking like meditation as everything and, you know, desiring to even be a yogi. 
or a monk, um, monk, I mean, and, you know, me and my, my friends have had, like, continual conversations about being a monk, you know, I had that, had this mindset for a really long time of, you know, at some point, I'm gonna go live up in the mountains and devote my life to the divinity within me and with all the peers in, in the monastery, and devote my life to being a monk, and just become one with nature, become one with everyone else, and then I soon realized that that was really, con- you know, like, pull away, in my perspective, from my humanity, and from my sense of self, and at least for somebody of my, you know, (laughs) individual personality and experiences in life, that type of disconnect from self is incredibly, um, triggering I think in some ways and the my natural coping mechanism personally is to distance from myself and pull away and not be connected to myself and so it makes sense that that is you know maybe a more challenge for me and I'm not sure if anyone has this other perspective but anyway continuing on this kind of train that we're going on of learning that focusing so much outwardly really takes Focusing so much outwardly doesn't allow room for this humanity to exist, this individual experiencing this life. And we can go onto a whole loophole of what we are, what we experience, and how that's real. But even, I mean, like, in general, those, even those theories, you know, can at times take away from being able to fully express our humanity, and when we think about what our humanity is, this might be helpful to <laughs> reel it all in, is, is you know, being emotional. The one thing that we can really bank on as being real is things that we experience mentally. Because I think that our mind is the closest thing to our source body or to our, like, genuinity. And I think those feelings, I've talked about this in my non-duality episode, so feel free to go check that one out. Um... But, like, our feelings aren't who we are, but it's an awareness. We are pure awareness, I believe. And our pure awareness can have the awareness of what the ego is feeling. And then the feelings become our reality and shape our entire perspectives of the world around us and our perspectives of how our interactions go and our worldly view. And so, you know, when we don't pay homage, in a way, to our emotional body, and our ego in some ways, which is a part of humanity. You know, I think humanity is, you know, that emotional body, the physical experiences, um, trials and tribulations, interactions. You know, humans are really based for interpersonal connections. So connections and being able to share life with other humans that's what humanity I think is built for so you know not connecting to that aspect of us even if it's challenging and I know you know part of our humanity is also trauma and learning through that and a lot of the times our trauma makes it so it's really difficult to access our emotions and access other parts but in a spiritual perspective if you're able to access these bigger wider pictures or these you know really intense concepts, you know, whether you're getting it from, you know, reading the news, reading crazy articles, or psychedelics, or even just your own ponderings, or any type of other drug or medicine, 
you know, that headspace and those concepts when it's when we're really hooked on it because that's it's so easy to to find um to be hooked in a sense to these outer perspectives because it gives us this false sense of safety and like knowing or you know having this understanding but I mean for me at the same time when I first started like really delving into that from my complete triggered and trauma state of mind it was almost insane like to experience that was like my whole world is crashing it around me and I think that's really how that like obsession kind of starts is like you transition from this and I'm just kind of going off in a loop you transition from (laughs) this like trauma mind and then something shifts for me it was a psychedelic which I'm not that will not be named um and from that psychedelic it most definitely had an ego death and that entire you know it was a hyper-focus on this concept of ego death. It was this hyper-focus on the concept of disconnecting fully from my ego and fully from whatever sense of humanity I could find because it didn't feel real enough to me. What felt real was these hypotheses and these perspectives of the world. And it almost drove me insane because I wasn't even... I had no capacity in this trauma mind to be able to give any type of awareness to, you know, the, um, <laughs> to my emotional body, to my human qualities and quantities. All I could recognize is that I am not this person that I've, you know, thought that I was for all this time. I'm not actually experiencing what I think I'm experiencing because that's, you know, the trial of ego death is you just go on this crazy mental loop. And so once you find something, you know, you can work through that and to get to a point of where, like, those theories can feel safe. It's like a, you feel like you've gotten somewhere with yourself even if you're not, you know, you don't, you're not always aware that you're not connected to your emotions when you're not connected to them. You kind of just, like, walk through and, you know, you feel like there's progress. And for me at this time, it was being able to rest in these theories and to, you know, really... And I'm calling them theories, but, you know, we can really believe them as real and true and whatever that means to you, a belief, whatever, you know, resting in these beliefs or theories and it makes you really cling on to it. So you continue to perpetuate this notion of like, this is my life, this is what it is. And then at some point that becomes the crutch. I think it's safe and it's healthy to have curiosities about the world around you, to have understandings of what you may think, you know, we are at our core. What is source? What is God to us? What is humanity? And I think that's also part of humanity is having those worldly questions. But also, there's a balance that happens in there. And then I think, you know, for me, for example, going back, I'm almost feels like sometimes in a backward spiral of, you know, going from this state that I'm talking about now to this understanding of emotional body and emotional self and then focusing on that and then that becomes a little bit too real at times and you focus on the traumas and you focus on the ego and you focus on the humanity but there becomes a balance within that of I recognize, you know, the healthy balance is what I'm giving example of, is I recognize 
my humanity. I understand my emotions. I understand my experience in this life and in this human experience that I have went through these things, that I interact like this, that I, you know, respond in this way, and that I feel this way from these things, and this feels this way for me, and da 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 And at the same time, also understanding, you know, really none of that matters, none of that defines who I am at my deepest core. None of that is who I am. My ego is not who I am at my core. But my ego is what I experience, what other people experience of me. And all of that is my humanity, how we interact and how we interact with ourselves based off of our personalities, our physicalities, and our egos within, you know, sociology as well. But even from another broader perspective, also understanding our perspectives of the world, our perspectives of our place in the world, our interconnectedness, our source um, connection and understanding. And all of that is the biggest picture that you can, you know, think of about humanity. But I think that it's really disconnected for those other parts of ourselves to focus on one you know and this can also be contrary of you focusing so intensely which I see a lot of the times as well online is you know hyper focusing on really working through psychological things and this is why I also don't really believe in like um heavy mental health not heavy mental health necessarily but like um mental health specialists that really derive a lot of their um, practice on medications, for example, like, I feel like those types of individuals really go off of, like, this is your mental illness and it's over with and kind of go off of, um, I can't remember what that book is, DSM-5 or whatever it is, maybe that's what it is, I'm not sure, I could be so wrong, that's embarrassing, um, anyway, but, you know, they go off the books fully and I don't think that that encapsulates the humanity, for example, you know, we focus on our emotions too much, we become engulfed in them and not understanding that those are part of the bigger experience that we have, while also still honoring them as real and as feelings, what we're experiencing. And, you know, acknowledging presence as well of, you know, when you're, you know, understanding these bigger pictures, also like, I'm still here, I'm still experiencing all these difficult things, and I'm still experiencing this moment of connectedness with this person or with myself, and these thought patterns are real, even if, you know, I don't believe that I'm even on the physical plane, like whatever you believe in, um, and whatever you feels, you know, <laughs> maybe stimulating for you or whatever it is, like, <laughs> I'm just going off right now. I love it. Um, but yeah, it's healthy, I think, to balance that and to have understanding of your perspective in all aspects of it, to really live a healthy, fulfilling, and loving life to where you get the best out of it. And you can also accept so many larger concepts with this narrative of, you know, death and ailments and physical difficulties, relational difficulties, we can recognize, you know, in this mindset that it hurts maybe for a breakup or something. It hurts to go through this. And it's really painful. And I, maybe even the feelings like, I don't want to do this anymore. Or, you know, I'm feeling despair or I'm feeling this or whatever it is, you know. And we can also understand that, like, this person not being in my life does not define who I am and vice versa. 
I, regardless, and, you know, sometimes it can be difficult to hear, especially while you're in a relationship, that, you know, you, we really do die alone, and I, I personally believe that we go back into source, um, and so, you know, source energy engulfs, or should I say, exists within that other person as well, so, you know, when you both die, I think you share that same type of energy, but you have no consciousness, or awareness of that, and that's just my belief from, you know, my experiences and (laughs) understandings of those things, um, but, you know, understanding that they don't define who I am as a human, you know, all those bigger concepts of, I know I'm not gonna not be able to live without them, I have the capacity to heal through this and I also am not defined by this decision and not defined by this action and, you know, my soul will go on, but I'm also allowed to feel this. I'm allowed to experience this moment. And I think this type of revelation also, you know, like I said, kind of allows so much room for growth, acceptance, love, and understanding of ourselves, of everyone around us, and of the bigger picture of the world, you know, and can even play into how we interact with people. We might, like, have a really short fuse or something, and, you know, this type of perspective allows us to have an understanding of that fuse and also give grace to other people, maybe because you know that we're all of one, you know, their source energy reflecting back to you as well, and, you never know what their experience in humanity is. Maybe they'll die tomorrow and you honor the concept of death and, you know, random things like that. And I think those possibilities allow so much more room for our experiences. Well, also still, if they're disrespecting you, for example, like you still know it's good to stick up for yourself because your ego intakes that and your energetic body intakes that as well. (laughs) But also knowing that how you respond is not going to define your fate. At least in my perspective, I don't know what people believe in as far as, um, you know, (laughs) different theological uh, religions and things go, but that's my perspective. And again, (laughs) to conclude, really, because I could absolutely continue to go off on a tangent in this, but yeah, to conclude, it's all of this is subjective and you're as part of humanity is being allowed to have your different perspectives and share them (laughs) and be curious and be open and and receiving but it doesn't mean you need to change anything and it doesn't mean that you're wrong or that I'm wrong or that I'm right and then or you're right we'll never know (laughs) and that's the biggest beauty I think of humanity is it's all kind of up in the air but we're still experiencing what we're experiencing in some way and some of it's got to be real right so yeah (laughs) thank you for joining I appreciate you and God, I don't know what I'm going to call this episode, but thank you for listening. And also thank you for being patient with me on the upload of this one. And if you stuck to this long, I know that you did care. So (laughs) thank you again. I appreciate you and have an amazing day. Namaste.